Hey everyone, uh, Singh here from Horus Hour. Not the usual opening today, just because um, we wanted to put a brief message out before we sort of start and go all super excited about Horus Heresy stuff. Um, as we're recording, um, we're now into the second day of the Russian War of Aggression and Invasion of uh, Ukraine. And uh, whilst I've not served in the military, um, I've done a bachelor's degree that is relevant uh, to sort of military action. And the master's I'm currently on is related to sort of international security. Um, so I thought I would just give my two cents on on what we can do, because ultimately it's a war of aggression um, that's founded on on lies. And I'll again, I'll try and not keep keep, you know, it's not really a political issue anymore. It's a simple humanitarian one because the people of Ukraine are fighting for their right to exist right now against a man who believes that, you know, the country uh, shouldn't exist and that a lot of these people shouldn't either. So um, what I can say on the matter is the Ukrainians are still uh, very much actively engaged and they're not getting any help, not really. Um, what has proved to be incredibly effective so far is um, Western weapon shipments um, that are able to counter sort of Russia's slight technological advantage. Um, so it's incredibly important that Ukraine continues to get supplied with this equipment. And in terms of what we can do, it is a case of um, emailing or calling your if you're in Britain, member of parliament, if you're in the US, you're member of Congress, you're the office of your senator. Uh, unfortunately, I'm not aware of sort of other Western sort of countries, parliamentary systems and how they work. But you will, if you're in a democracy, you will have uh, an elected representative that's of your area that's meant to represent you and you should have a means to contact them. Um, and I highly recommend you reach out, express your concern, if you obviously do feel concerned um, about the situation in Ukraine it's it's not just going to be Ukraine and then over. It will be another country in five years. It could be, you know, who knows where he's going to go next. So we, you know, get, get the word out to your officials that um, you're not happy with the situation uh, and that you demand that your country or NATO or both uh, continue to send aid and support um, to Ukraine and that further sanctions get put um against putin russia and the oligarchs in it because by doing so um you know every day that ukraine stands um the anti-war movement in russia grows every time a sanction hits um russia further you know dissent is sown in the population and the anti-war movement grows something as simple as the champions league final is now long no, now no longer going to take place in russia it's um, and and just simple things like that that affect Russian everyday life and morale uh, all add to the anti-war movement. And that's the only way this is going to end in a good way for Ukraine is if the Russian people now stand up and, uh, uh, you know, and convince the Russian military to, to stop the attack. So that is basically all I can say on the matter. Write to your, write to your elected representative. Um, every little helps. If we all do it, the knock-on effect is there trust me so yeah up up the ukraine hope you uh if you're if you're listening from the ukraine 
you know, I'm thinking of you and uh, as are the rest of us at Horace Hour and we want you to stay safe. So um, all the best. And uh, with that, we'll, we'll get on to the episode. Hello, citizens of the Imperium, and welcome back to another episode of Horus Hour. I'm your host, Singh, with me as always, my venerable sigilite, Varela. Varela, how you doing? I'm doing all right, as best as you can. Yeah, yeah, obviously, given the uh, the situation. Um, hopefully we can do something to um, bring a little bit of happiness to people's day. Um, and... Today, what are we doing today, Varela? We're going to be talking about the Dornian heresy, more specifically yes. a PDF I've never seen in my life. <laughs> yeah, so we're going down the alternate history route, um, the Dornian heresy. Um, so what we're going to be doing is we've got um, a great PDF here that I think is originated on Bolter and Chainsword, um, that sort of has a lot of the sort of fluff at the start. It's almost, I believe it's like a full rule set and everything, but it's um, it's all about an alternate history in which various Primarchs flip different ways uh, and the heresy subsequently plays out very differently. Um, so we're literally just going to go through this and see what we find and what we can learn because neither of us know anything about this. Um, so if we go to, the, I believe it's sort of page two, Varela. Uh, we've got a little forward here that's a big forward um, I believe that's talking about the Eldar if we go down do you see like pre-heresy uh, the seeds of destruction hold up I, I see yeah I see that I see that okay let's have a look through here then. Um, in the closing years of the 31st millennium Empress Great Crusade to reunite humanity under his banner was continuing apace uh, so we're all as we know there, the future seemed destroyed, and during a mighty celebration on Ulanor, the Emperor announced that he would return to Terra and that Horus Primarch of the Lunar Wolves would command the Great Crusade instead. Okay, interesting. So already we're still sticking to the script a little bit because we've got Horus remaining as Warmaster. Interesting. So after the Ulanor yep, yep. uh, declaration, the cracks began to appear. A uh, bit of disputes over the use of psychic powers. Yep, Nikea. Um, final ruining and the special concessions he gave to Thousand Sons enraged Russ and his space wolves. So he gave special concessions to the Thousand Sons. Okay, so that's different, right? Yeah, I, I guess the Thousand Sons are still allowed to have a, a librarius in yeah. that case. Or, or just do whatever they want by the sounds of it, maybe. Because that Nike in, in the original books is very absolute, isn't it? It's um Yeah. Uh no no fun for you, Magnus. Um so here we go. On the feral world of Davin, Warmaster Horus was struck down by a mysterious contagion which baffled the finest of the Legion's apothecaries. Man, you remember that, Varela? You remember us reading Horus Rising? Yes, <laughs> of course I do, dude. Oh, so no. long ago, so many books. <laughs> So much pain and suffering in the Horus <laughs> Heresy since that, that book. That's where the series should have ended. Um, I mean, it's technically uh, false gods, isn't it? Where he, uh, where he is laid low. So, um, da -da -da -da. dude, all I know is that from what I can read, this is what we were all hoping for as we read that book. 
<laughs> this yeah. is the timeline. <laughs> um, the knife of bone. So that's different, right? Anna uh, Fame in. I don't see the knife of bone. Where that the bottom left of page three. Uh, but a primate could succumb to any natural pathogen. Should have given a hint, but what happened in the hall over oh, in the halls of the knife of bone involved the supernatural. The halls of the knife is the knife of bone the ship. I I don't know. That is casting on my back. You usually know everything, so uh, I can search it up. Hold up, no. we got production on it. Hold up. Okay, production Varela is on it. Uh, you, you only, keep going, only with the aid of the psychic might of the blind Primarch of the Thousand Suns. Oh, he's blind. Interesting. That might have something to do why, with why he's allowed to keep using uh, uh, powers. Because he can't see. You <laughs> can probably only see on the spiritual plane. And <laughs> spiritual... So Magnus and Erebus <coughs> cast the entity that enters Horus out. Um, so without, so I, I think the biggest change already is that Erebus might be a good guy. Not sure how I feel about that. I kind God of love to hate Erebus. him. <laughs> I love to hate him. Uh, <laughs> I'm becoming a chaos worshipper just because Erebus ain't one. <laughs> so with the Warmaster having escaped their snare, the ruinous powers turn their attention elsewhere. Okay. So basically the chaos fails. Because Erebus is a nice guy in this in this universe. I think that's the only thing they had to change to completely upheave how the Horus already played out. Erebus goes from being a knob to a nice guy. Um, that's that's the only change. Um, well, and I, I guess Nikea. Because Nikea was what ultimately instigated the whole thing, if you think about it. We'll see. We'll see. I feel like Nikea is going to have some implications later on. Because uh, it makes a point that the space wolves are very upset. Because um, we do know Russ, if anything, is a sore loser. Um, so they, Dad hasn't given gone his way at Nike, basically. Um, hmm. The ordeal revealed to the Warmaster the true dangers of chaos, a power so great that even he and his fellow Primarchs were not immune to its corrupting touch. Um Horus is severely weakened by the events at Davin, uh, and out of position to deal with what was to come. First, Kurs of the Night Lords attacked Rogal Dawn uh, before going on the run with his legion. That's very Kurs, isn't it? Just run up, sucker punch Dawn, and then just run away, cackling. <laughs> um, worse still, word came from the Galactic East that Gilliman had declared independence from the Imperium. We are uh, all. Oop. Uh, Oop. Uh, uh, claiming, uh, claiming dominion over a massive region of space that he called Ultramar Segmentum. I mean, Gilliman's got all of his reasons, right? I mean, he's, he's a good guy. No, I think he's just an asshole. He's like, hang on. I've made these really nice worlds, and then the Imperium comes along and puts all their stuff on it, and they become very horrible worlds. Uh, I think I'm going to stop doing that. But they didn't become horrible worlds. Look no, at Kalf. Right. I'm yeah. trying to justify it here. It's uh, Damn. even Armatura was meant to be decent. Um, <laughs> uh, I'm trying to think what the nicest world in the Horus Heresy has been. I mean, probably Prospero, right? With Tiska, when he got like a uh, Starbucks. Yeah, <laughs> I mean probably Tiska and somewhere in McCrag. 
are like the best places to be, right? Ah, uh, yeah. To yeah, to be fair, I didn't I didn't want to spoil. I've I have journeyed to McCrag, but you have uh, not perhaps fully uh, bought the bought the guidebook and uh, made your way down to the surface yet. Is McCrag uh, garbage? Oh God. <laughs> No, but I just didn't want to. Uh, I'm not. I can't even attempt to describe how beautiful my crag is. So uh, mm, it's I'll blue. Let the, I'll let the pages do the talking. Yeah, everything is blue and white. It's great. Um, even as the Imperial forces assembled to confront the Ultramarines, terrible news came from Prospero that the Space Wolves have fallen upon the homeworld of a thousand suns. Okay, so a little bit, a little bit staying the same, and a little bit different and it's sort of like some stuff is was always destined to happen and some stuff is uh yet to play out um, i guess they... the main difference so far is that it's not like a coordinated effort isn't it like it, it seems to be a bunch of isolated pockets of rebellion rather chaos, than uh... you could say chaos you yeah say for chaos. sure <laughs> Yeah, you're right. I think uh, there's not a clear line to be drawn yet. Let's see what happens. They proclaim, so Space Wolves proclaim that Magnus was mired in foul sorcery and sought to destroy them, them being the Thousand Sons, before they could betray the Emperor. With the dream of mankind coming apart at the seams, the legions came into high orbit around Istvan V. But why? But why have you come to Istvan V? Do you think everything? Do you think in every alternate reality it all starts at Istvan Five? I suppose so. If you read the next paragraph, um, Gilliman and you'll the see that something changes a little bit. Lion's share of uh, his massive Ultramarines Legion were identified as being present at his new con- newest conquest, the fifth planet of the Sun System. Okay, could have done with that paragraph, like one paragraph higher. But that's my <laughs> uh, that's my uni student kicking in. Um, this was set to be the place. That the Imperium could crush the rebellious Primarch and his dreams of an independent domain. So, sure. Th- this sure. this is slightly different than the uh, original as well. First off, because the fifth planet of the Istvan system was just deserted, right? So how is it a conquest? And second off, because the third planet in the Istvan system wasn't a conquest, it was a recovery, because it had already been compliant and it rebelled. Yes. Right? Yeah, I think the Raven Guard took the Istvan system originally. Yeah. Um, I don't think they went. I don't think there was anything on five for them to take because it was like old, chaosy fortresses basically, or maybe old Eldar fortresses. No, nah, it's a chaos sort of fortress. I think that Horus locks himself up in in the original. Um, with Horus still recovering after Dabin, Rogal Dawn can't see anything going wrong here. Uh, use this position as the Emperor's Praetorian to take command of the forces congregating around this time. Can't do any worse than Alexis Pollux, to be fair. Um, <laughs> uh, the Ultramarines were by far the most numerous legion in large part due to Gilliman's organisational skills mm. uh... and so a suitably overwhelming force was assembled in the opposition uh, Dawn summoned the might of nearly half of the Emperor's legions to the task although offers of forces from longtime rival Percherabo, the Iron Warriors were pointedly rebuffed <laughs> Poor Iron Warriors, man. No, you, if you choose Iron Warriors, you know what you're getting yourself into. Everyone thinks you're miserable and wants to keep you miserable. Imagine, um, I, I can't imagine Pert Arabo offering to help Dorn. Like, I, I can't see that happening. I'm sorry. Yeah, well, yeah, yeah, yeah. I mean, that might be something that's 
that changed way but I mean they're rivals I guess maybe the whole painting debacle hasn't happened yet maybe that painting <laughs> was the uh, the straw that broke the camel's back oh um, by the way I, I don't want to <laughs> my eyes may have slipped to a um, a couple of paragraphs ahead and I you will probably laugh okay. <laughs> it's very funny okay so such was the size of the task of bringing the successionist realm. So one thing I will say is it's almost more like um, like the Bad Ab War, if you've read up on the Bad Ab War at all. Like, the Bad Ab War wasn't, was literally just like the bureaucracy of the Imperium self-destructing um, rather than chaos even getting its claws in anywhere. Um, and it's like um, Huron, Luft Huron turns into Huron Blackheart because he flees into the Maelstrom, which is like a, a mini Eye of Terror, um, when the Bad Ab War ends. And then he gets chaosified. I, I thought one of the uh, chapters was chaosified, but then it like uh, it pulled a bunch of supposedly uh, loyal chapters and it went like, those guys are bad. And then there was the whole fight, and that's how the Lamenters got their... Uh... No, no. So the whole I think, thing as well. I think we, well, maybe we we'll have to do a bad Abor episode. It's not, <laughs> but from no, from what I understand, it's literally like um, it was written by uh, the late Alan Bly, who's a real stickler for detail, uh, among others. But Alan was a big driving force behind. Like, I think the bad Abor was like something that had happened in the law, but it hadn't been expanded on. And it's literally like um, the regents of terror not sending more troops to the maelstrom and then like people aren't paying their tithes so certain planets get occupied and it's literally like a collapse of bureaucracy it's not like huron doesn't get stabbed by a chaos sword and turn into a bad guy it's literally just like an it's like it's like the imperium in a nutshell it is literally just uh a very sudden zero to 100 escalation and then it's like oh guess we're uh guess we need to go kill everyone over there now so the lamenters are just like uh, Huron's like, oh, we need to we need to team up to get our point across, Lamenters, buddy. Will you help us? And the Lamenters are like, yeah, sure thing, Huron. And then, you know, uh, I forget who it is. I think it might be one of the loyalist chapters comes in and just starts tearing the place up, like the executioners maybe just arrive and just start blowing up worlds, and then it all escalates from there because, like, but yeah. Um, Wasn't it the Minotaurs that kind of just walked up and went like, you're all heretics. Yeah, basically. Because I believe the Minotaurs thing is that they're only under the command of the High Lords of Terror. I, I um, think they're under the Inquisition, though, isn't it? I don't know. I, they're basically I under, they... like, corrupt human people. Not yeah. corrupt, but, like, dodgy human people. So, And they don't question anything. They've sort of turned into what the Space Wolves used to be, maybe. Um, anyway... I will. I digress. Um, bring the secessionist realm back to heel that two whole legions were sent deep into the Ultramar Signetum, the Alpha Legion. But yet, yeah, I knew, I knew it was called the Dornian Heresy. I knew it was going to be an Alpha Legion story. <laughs> <laughs> never friends of the Ultramarines. Never friends of anyone. To be fair, um, can't be friends if most people don't know you exist. Uh, were to infiltrate and undermine the rebel worlds, while the religious zealots of the word bearers used a more direct approach. Bringing the light of the Emperor to the very core of Gilliman's power base on the Eastern Fringe. Wow, that's very nice, uh, isn't it? Just Erebus handing out chocolate. He's like, oh, hello, everyone. This is great, isn't it? Why do you I want wonder, to follow me? Huh? I wonder, I wonder if in, the, in this 
universe. It wasn't the raising of Monarchia. It was the raising of like a city in Macrag. Yeah, maybe. <laughs> imagine Macrag Simitas. I forget that. I forget all the names, but um, maybe I don't know if we're meant to read into the bringing bringing the light of the Emperor. Does that just mean like they blew up Macrag? <laughs> so the last thing they saw was just a big blinding light. <laughs> maybe. Just dropped a cyclonic torpedo on it. Big F. Behold the Emperor. Um, the first to join the Imperial Fist fleet outside of the Istan system with a Raven Guard. Oh, things are, I don't think this part's going to change. <laughs> and the increasingly uh, insular and secretive Marines of the Iron Hands. Hold on. Closely, closely followed by the Salamanders. Uh, yeah, so the Iron Warriors are still miserable, and I feel like these guys are still about to get turned into the Shattered Legions. <laughs> Led by their burned, bitter Primarch. Uh, so, like, some of their attitudes are slightly different. Yeah, because the Iron Hands are in secretive, secretive. Uh, I can't say that word. Secretive. That there yeah. it is at all. Like they're like super overt about their things, right? So. Uh, yeah, Ferris Manus is very loud and proud. Um, shortly after came the Empress Children, uh, fresh from extinguishing the Xenos threat on the planet Lair. Oh, oh. Um, the events of that campaign had affected Fulgrim deeply, and on arrival, he declared that his legion had achieved the pinnacle of the Emperor's perfection. The relish, with which, the relish with which they embraced the chance to prove their superiority over other Astartes bordered on the unseemly. I'm sure he's fine. Okay, I'm sure here, he's here, fine. here it comes the by pain. the way. Then, in a precise, well-ordered formation, came Angron's wildies. Okay, someone's not... Someone's dodged the butcher's nails, eh? Uh, <laughs> Long gone was the savage gladiator mentality of Angron's early years. His first meeting with the Emperor on the slopes of Fedan Moor had seen him reject his former brutality uh, as the um, the tomfoolery tomfoolery of youth. There we go. So, so, go on, sorry. No, 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 after you. So, uh, essentially what they're saying here is that the Emperor didn't just kind of TP him up like out of the uh, out of the fight, the emperor came down and uh, either stopped him from fighting the other guys or like helped him fight the other guys and then actually talked to him. Yeah. Right. Yeah. Which is like what he should have done. <laughs> yeah, he should have just been like he lands and he's like, "Angron, I'm your father. Come with me." And Angron's like, "No, I'm gonna fight these people." And he's like, "Okay, zap." <laughs> obliterate everyone but then angron would probably resent him for that i think the the best you think you're right i think the best thing would have been the emperor to be like yeah let's go get fucked up together and just like they both go in and angron's like wow my dad's so cool um and then the emperor's like i mean that was fun and all angron but wouldn't you like to be less angry and he's like yeah dad i think i would they're like here let me just take these out with incredible ease um yeah so Perhaps that's what happened. The final force to break from the warp was composed of vessels belonging to the Dark Angels. Uh-oh, something incompetent's about to happen. I... <laughs> uh, who's arrived? Wait, but since it's reversed, maybe they're like super competent. Lionel has Gilliman's brains. Can you imagine? Lionel Johnson himself <laughs> had sent word that they would not be able to return in time from their assignment among the Ghoul Stars. Um, it was explained that the force had arrived direct, oh, directly from their homeworld of Caliban. And Luther, the, 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 the Legion's second in command, was welcomed to the burgeoning fleet. 
ah, so we're going to get a proper civil war in the Dark Angels, maybe. Um, on the eve of a battle, Dawn went down to the planet's surface under a flag of truce to speak to Gilman. Yeah, this wouldn't really have happened if everyone was chaosified, necessarily. Um, I, no, I think it's because Dorn and Gilliman are both chaosified, right? Yeah, I guess so, this is early stages, right? So they're not like just incoherently screeching in their throne rooms. So, yeah, and it's not just that. I'm guessing they've already had some communication, right? So Dorn went down to go to like plan the operation with Gilliman. Yes, or something of the kind, you know. On his return, he gravely reported that no peaceful solution was possible, but he had taken the opportunity to view the defenses and had formulated a plan to crack them wide open. And basically, no one questions this. Um, We're just going to skip the tactical expertise at Siege Warfare, huh? Oh, my mouth's going to be dry as a desert if I read the whole thing. Um, (laughs) So, Imperial Fists, Dark Angels, Salamanders, and Iron Hands made Planet Fall Thirst. Um, So they want to surround him. So maybe Gilliman's not in a fortress. Um, so they're going to try and surround him because there was no way around the back of a fortress on Isfan 5. Um, and then the Raven Guard, World Eaters and Empress Children would be able to sweep in from orbit and land the crushing blow. That'd be cool. Um, so instead of a pressurised, demoralised opponent, Dawn had predicted the second wave found the drop zones to be heavily fortified killing grounds. Everyone's just standing there waiting for them. It's like, hello there. Um, the three legions took horrendous losses. So that's the Raven Guard, Will They Eat as an Empress Children. Interesting. So the Raven Guard is still, still so, loyal. Damn. Maybe. Or maybe this is their Isfan 3 as well as their Isfan 5. So the Raven Guard. Oh. Well, that's right. I'm, I, you're probably reading ahead of me. But um, So they took horrendous losses. Um, okay, and then and then basically the ring, the surrounding forces of Dawn and Vulcan, Ferris and Luther open attack them. Um, the Imperial Fist, Dark Angels, Iron Hands, and Salamanders decimated the survivors of the planet. Four. It was only the timely intervention of the cruiser Eisenstein, which had been commandeered by loyalists among the Turncoat forces which allowed even a small percentage of the ambushed legions to fight their way back into orbit and escape. But it's obviously not going to be Garrow. Who do you think it was? I, I don't know, but you might notice that this isn't... Um, the Eisenstein, Eisenstein isn't sending a message of, oh, the betrayal just happened after Isfan 3. It's actually no. after the, uh, Isfan 3 has the not massacre. Happened. Yeah. Yeah, because Dawn's smart. Dawn's smart, so he's like... He just turned all of his legion. Um, <laughs> He's just that efficient, man. Yeah, it's not like it's not like Angron just like Leroy Jenkins his way into the what was it called? The Preceptor's Palace, is that right? On this fan three? Uh instead of just because they're like Horace was just gonna be like, oh the virus bomb didn't kill them. I'll just kill them with non virus bomb stuff. <laughs> and then Angron's like, Leroy Yankees. Yeah, Horus be like, all right, prime Most. the macro cannons, and then he looks beside him. Wait, Angron was just here. Where'd he go? <laughs> He's not, Angron's not even in a drop pod. He could just see a little <laughs> thing entering <laughs> orbit. 
Horus just, like, looks out the window and you just see Zangran, like, in a Superman pose, like, drifting towards the planet. <laughs> <laughs> nice. No, he just has his head, uh, head on his... Head, hand on his head, just like, oh my god. <laughs> Jesus Christ. Do you imagine the headache that Horus was going to have at the Siege of Terror? Trying to keep everyone together? Um, uh, failing to keep everyone together? I can't wait to read about that. <laughs> um, so what Legion... We might find out, but who do you think it is? I think uh, Raven Guard, Sharokin, because he's just so good. Wait, what, what? on the Eisenstein? Oh, it could be it could be Sharokin for sure. I, well, Sharokin definitely got away, right? Sharokin, Khan, and Saul Tarvitz and Rylanor and Sol Demeter and. Oh, um, it's Lucius! It's Lucius and Sherokin. The united forces, dude. It's gotta be. I hope so. That'd be hella cool. Yeah, and Saul Tarvitz and Raylanor are just making I think the this last was written end. in 2010, though, so I don't think Sharokin and Lucius have had... I don't think Sharokin exists yet. <sighs> I don't know when Angel Exterminatus was written. Um, when Horus had slipped from their clutches, the Runa's powers had moved to groom... Okay, so Rogaldorn's the baddie, hence the name. Uh, they preyed on uh, upon and magnified his feelings of jealousy at being passed over for Warmaster and then being withdrawn to terror while his brothers were carving a reputation across the galaxy. Um, oh, and then he used the pain glove. Is this Dune? <laughs> Is this Dune? Oh it? no, it's TTS Dune. It's um, TTS. <laughs> Like I've gone so far <laughs> without bringing those guys up on this podcast, and then not Magic Warhammer animations. Um, Magic in- pain glove. How best can I betray the emperor? <laughs> in the device until it eventually unhinged his mind. Okay, so he's chaos undivided. Uh, so he is like Horus. Um, yeah, pretty much. Pretty much what you would expect, right? <laughs> Ultramouse Segmentum's neutrality in the heresy. Oh, so is Gilliman just going to be like peace? So Gilliman oh. has not been chaosified. Uh, oh yeah, yeah. he's just—he seems to be neutral from what I'm just reading. He's so colonial. He's just like I got my own stuff going on because he's declared independence. So the chaos lords are like, well, we'll come back to him. Yeah, we'll come back to Ultramouse Segmentum. Let's deal with big. Big Jimmy first. Um, so the bad boys of Istvan Five head to the Soul System, uh, while Luther is going to go punk Lionel Johnson. What ha- um, what occurred on the Dark Angel homeworld is unrecorded by Imperial history, except that it ended with the utter destruction of the planet. Yeah, Luther probably tried to bitch slap Lionel Johnson. <laughs> But he couldn't reach because he's only little. <laughs> he's too small. Mine <laughs> is like, no. <laughs> wait, wait, but line. before you continue, who who do you think fell for what god? Like, what legion do you fell do you think fell for what gods? Like of the ones we have so far, so space wolves, uh, all of the ones at Istvan. I think the salamanders fall to Nurgle. I think that the Iron Hands fall to Corn because 
Ferris has a temper. Who else have we got? But you have to remember that uh, that their moods have been changed. Uh, okay, maybe the salamanders have fallen for corn. Ferris Manus for and the Iron Hands for Nurgle. Okay, they could get very rusty with all their uh, <laughs> prosthetics. <laughs> um, the salamander. Okay, uh, the Imperial Fists are undivided, so. Uh, we'll have to wait and see a little bit. We're missing Dark Angels and uh, the Space Wolves. Yeah, but like, uh, we don't, I don't think we're going to learn about the Dark Angels. I think Luffy's just a cock, like he was in the, uh, like he's <laughs> in the current series and in, in the canon. He's just living in a uh, Lionel Johnson's shadow. So Dawn gives him a means to undermine the lion. Um, I for one, I for one think Iron Hands are going to fall. Either to Zinch, or they're going to be like an Alpha Legion sort of entity, right? Because of the whole secretive thing yeah. that they mentioned. Salamander is definitely Corn. I agree with you. Imperial Fists are undivided. Dark Angels, uh, from the little we can see, are probably going to be Zinch, or maybe Slanesh, because they talk about like no, but Pride yeah. would be Corn, wouldn't it? <laughs> Yeah, can you imagine if the lion's smart in this, so it's Zinch? Ooh, that would be interesting. Taps brain. But wait, um, wait, because uh, if Luther fell to chaos, right, and in the regular universe he also fell to chaos, wouldn't Lionel Johnson still be loyalist? Because he still goes and we'll fights have to, Luther. We'll have to see, I'm not sure. Um, should I carry it? Should I continue? Yeah, 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 let's go, let's go, let's go. The Space Wolves that left the ruins of Prospero and set cause for terror were a much changed breed. They go from like a Labrador to like a pug or something. (laughs) (laughs) Got him. Got him. (laughs) (laughs) Although they arrived believing that they were protecting the Imperium, the ferocity of their battle with a thousand suns stripped away their veneer of righteousness. I like, oh, shout out to whoever wrote that. Their veneer of righteousness. Uh, by the end, the Space Wolf Legion had been baptized in blood and anointed into the over-worship of Corn, the blood god. Could have seen that one coming, I will say. <laughs> we'll say. Um, the events on Istvan had revealed a third of the Legion Astartes as traitor to the Emperor, with five loyal legions left either effectively destroyed or entangled on the other side of the galaxy in an interminable conflict. Wait, um, f- five loyal legions? Weren't there just four? Which one's the fifth? Because it was a uh, Raven Guard, uh, World Children. Eaters, and Empress Children, as well Dark as Thousand Suns, right? Dark Angels, technically. Ah, I yeah, I, I guess. Because like, the, line, the line was like, I'm not going to be there, but Luffy was like, hello, hello there. I feel like Luther would talk like Obi Wan Kenobi, you know. Hello. There. I mean, I, would he? Can, can't can't mimic. Knight of Calabar. Can't mimic the. <laughs> can't mimic the Jesus of Star Wars, man. I don't think I don't think Luther would be like that. They both have a similar facial hair. That's my head canon. You don't have to believe in it, but it's what I'm going to do. <laughs> okay. Okay. Um, with Dawn's betrayal on Isfan prematurely revealed, the Emperor and his custodies 
were able to seal themselves off inside the Imperial throne room. Damn, they're just like, nope. Obviously, no Mag, no Magnus is folly because he's dead. Um, Dawn's intention had been to quietly dispose of allegiance he could not corrupt and then return to the palace before his treachery was discovered. As did Horus, but the Eisenstein has once again got away, pardon me. <sighs> Sorry. You sleepy there? I am. I got, I got up, up sleepy six, head. I got up 6am. Damn. Um, I only have myself to blame. Um, <laughs> Dawn, however, had allowed for this eventuality as the Empress Praetorian, a portion of his legion garrisoned at the Imperial Palace. And when the time came, guards became jailers, trapping the Emperor and his custodies within the armoured bunker of the Imperial throne room. Does that mean like the Emperor's under lock and key, or like they've got him pinned in? What do you, do you think? I think the Emperor went like, okay, Isvan just happened, board up that door right fucking out. Get all of the 10,000 in this cramped room, board up that door, we're gonna hold in here. <laughs> yeah. Don't know what he needs to, to eat or piss. Right. We're good. Oh, do, you, do, do you think they all escaped to um, the impossible city? Oh, that'd be cool. Let's yeah, see. that would be like Let's a reverse um, a reverse war in the webway. Yeah. Uh, Dawn's grip upon terror was tightened as, according to his plan, the Blood Angels fleet broke from the warp. What emerged from the landing craft of the Eternity Wall spaceport were not the proud red-armoured sons of Baal, but gaunt, diseased creatures who fell upon the terrified defenders to feast upon their blood. Uh, they're like Nurgle corn, in a way. They're like, uh, we love blood, but we also all have COVID. But they're so, not not—they're not allowing the blood to reach corn because it's not flowing. They're drinking it. Oh, shit. <laughs> glug, glug, glug. Um, the Legion had fallen prey to some form of malady that first rotted their blood forcing them to make take fresh stocks from unwilling victims and in the process ate away at their sanity interesting and they pick that up in the warp you reckon uh probably probably um a ray of hope came for the battle defenders (laughs) as the mercurial night lords appeared from nowhere why do i hear clown music uh, nothing had been heard from the Legion since their Primarch comrade Kurs had sucker punched Dawn and cackled of running away. Once more, the Night Lord fought. Night Lords fought the Imperial Fist, but this time the reason for it was clear. Uh, characteristic of the Night Hawker's favorite tactics, the battle through the Imperial Palace was brutal and swift. Then, without warning, they withdrew to take the fight elsewhere across Terra. Wait, so they took the Imperial Palace, the most defended place on Terra, and then they just ran away somewhere else on Terra? What? Ah, it would be the most defended as we always think of it, but because the fists aren't there when the heresy happens, none of the fortifications have been built. I mean, it's still Mm. a well-protected... But if all the custodies are in a room... And you, you know, there's just a small contingent of Imperial Fists. You could probably get in. You know? So, yeah, but then they, again, I'm pretty brought, sure the Kasodis could have just beat the shit out of the Imperial Fists, right? Yeah, that is a weird one. That is a weird one. Like, uh, they must be using Outcast Dead Kasodis. <laughs> <laughs> like, no, don't do it, Imperial Fists. Just sort of like 
starts gently smacking against their armor, like against their chest piece. Like, no, I don't want to go in the cupboard. <laughs> like a three-year-old trying to fight a pro boxer. Um, uh, the respite was short-lived, though, as within days the arch betrayer Dawn ride back from his fan in force, along with the salamanders. The Iron Hands moved to secure Mars for the rebellion, uh, silencing all... Wo- okay, so that makes sense. So they're still obviously quite technologically focused. Um, oh, now here are the good guys over Sons of Horus and the Iron Warriors. What the... Well, you'd have... Like, I guess... I guess technically because the main change is at Davin, he still changed his name to the Sons of Horus. I would, that would be a great alternate, and uh, that'd be a small detail I'd love to change personally. If yeah. they stayed as the Lunar Wolves, that would have been cool. Oh, by the way, <laughs> you can see that the Iron Warriors are popping up before us because they're probably butthurt that Dorne went like, "We don't need you." Yeah, he, he's at, he was actually on his way to complain to Horus. <laughs> yeah, and Horus was like, "Not now, Birds Rabo. Bigger problems." And Bitter, I was like, "Ah, uh, I, I I knew about this." Um. So let me figure out what's going on. Okay, so the Night Lords took the palace. The Imperial Fists took the palace. Then the Night Lords took it off the Imperial Fists. Now the traitors have taken it off the Night Lords. Um, and now the Sons of Horus and the Iron Warriors are going to siege the palace. Interesting. Um... Okay, yep, so the Emperor is not under lock and key. Fists to defend... Uh, the, this forced the Imperial Fists to defend the outer walls at the same time they tried to break into the heavily fortified throne room. Cool. Uh, so basically the Iron Warriors and uh, Sons of Horus are stopping the uh, the Imperial Fists from getting to the Emperor. This whole... Uh... This whole emperor being locked in the throne room thing feels like you know Rust, right? Like the game. Yeah. It's like you just made a one by one base, and someone's trying to raid you, so they they just keep throwing explosives at the door, but you keep repairing it. <laughs> exactly. Exactly. <laughs> um, I'm gonna have to start paraphrasing now because I've just realized how much more of this we actually have left to cover. Um, so. Um, so the Iron Hands are on Mars. Ed. They're like, oh, the technology. Um, Space Wolves and Dark Angels are... So as as Russ Russ hasn't declared for a side yet. Uh, Russ hasn't declared, but he's supposedly already taken by Korn. I think he still believes that he's fighting for the Imperium, though. Yeah. Um, Dawn turned ever more towards the demonic. Uh, Okay. So he becomes all... He basically gets horrified. Um, dispatch units have possessed Imperial Fists and plague ridden blood angels across the globe using a sky fortress. Ah, oh, but the civilians of terror are fighting back. Um, they are the militia and they're on the attack. Um, how oh, okay, here are some more loyalists. The Death Guard are being just cucked by, I assume, Drukari. It's Eldar Raiders, could be Corsairs. Oh, yeah. Um, Oh, rest in peace, White Scars. Uh, the White Scars were fought lost in the warp. Uh, <laughs> good job. Um, 
So the 55th day of the siege, Iron Warriors are through the ultimate gate. Ah, so Sanguinius still defends the ultimate slash eternity gate, um, which we've seen in the new cover art for Echoes of Eternity, the next horror terror, the Siege of Terror book, sorry. Damn, straight, um, straight spoiling me. <laughs> that's old law, man. Bro, I'm joking. Keep it up, bro. The 80s are calling. They want you to have the rest <laughs> of their knowledge. <laughs> sorry. Um, so basically, Perturabo fights Sanguinius. Nice. Oh, rest in peace, Perti. Oh, and then he drank Perturabo's blood after breaking his back. Oh my god. Damn. Okay, so I just went a little bit further ahead, and I'm pissed, man. The the uh, impossible city does not happen after all of the um, Eternity Gate stuff with Sa- Sa- not Eternity Gate, sorry, yeah. Ultimate Gate uh, stuff with uh, Pert Rabo fighting Sanguinius. Um, where Pert Rabo got a spine broken by Sanguinius, mind you, uh, and yeah. drained him of blood. So Pert Rabo's gone. He did. Um. Apparently, Dorn finally, you know, managed to throw enough satchels at the door that the door blew up, uh, and found that the Night Lords grabbed the Emperor and left. Yeah, just that faint sound of crackling again. <laughs> but by this time, it's now the Emperor and Kurs. He's like, <laughs> goodbye, Dorn. <laughs> oh Lord. Um. Okay, so some of the custodies stay behind and they don't do so hot. Yeah, they were the ones uh, repairing the door, man. <laughs> um, so the Emperor and Horus are about to team up. Uh, bonded a portion of... The Emperor has bonded a portion of his consciousness with the Astronomicon. In an instant, the warp influence weakened planet side. Planet wide, with whole legions of lesser entities banished from the physical realm. Yeah, the Emperor really just did a delete, huh? Why why can't he do this in the real siege? What's going on? You think um, we should start doing this like a uh, war um Oh, that that it's War of the Worlds? Yeah, War of the Worlds where we should start doing it like it's a news broadcast as we go. <laughs> that would be pretty funny. Like which Breaking one? news, the Emperor bonded a soul with the Astronomicon and wounded the Rebellion by expelling Chaos Influence. <laughs> you don't, you don't, you don't know, like, worlds does that? The, uh, the original, like, the very first time, it led to, like, mass panic in a lot of places, because people thought it was real. Oh, okay, whoops, my bad. <laughs> oh, yeah. I mean, this is the human race that thought everyone was going to blow up on the year 2000. <laughs> um, so, oh, look, the White Scars are here, Varela. Oh, no. wait, where? Volost, their ships filled the comms channels with disturbing, discordant harmonics before swooping down into the embattled Lionsgate spaceport. They murdered the Imperial defenders. Without even fortifying their positions, the corrupted White Scars took to their vehicles and scattered across the planet at high speed to make sport with the cowering civilian population. Ew. 
Varela, they fell to okay. Slanesh. Okay, hold Ooh. up. How, how do the white scars fall to Slanesh, man? How does Ooh, that happen? Slanesh, you love a Varela? That, that, Damn, this okay. changes a lot. Okay, listen, I'm just saying, Slanesh is looking a lot better right now. <laughs> I'm just saying. I'm just saying. I'm, I'm just saying. I'm looking at buying some demons right now, now that I <laughs> Um. So, okay, so the Emperor wants to go up aboard the Phalanx. Uh, Kurz appears from the shadows and volunteers his services. Good comic relief here, Kurz. Um, <laughs> oh, so he's still got the foresight. Um, but he doesn't tell the Emperor. Oh, that's probably why he sucker punched Dorn. He was like, you're going to do some dumb shit in the future. <laughs> yeah. Um, before he could be asked for more details of his plan, Kurz was gone. Um, okay, so he goes up and he blows the shields on the phalanx maybe he'll do that in the actual shield siege that'd be hilarious just full unhinged curse blows up the uh takes down the vengeful spirit shields <laughs> i could so see funny. it i could see it happening um i've i've got i've had a lot more curves than you had we've got to cover them in these i don't even want to tell you what arc he's in but he's in one of the bigger arcs and uh he is basically like this so who knows what will happen um oh and the emperor so the emperor is able so the emperor and horus and the mournable garviel loken and torgadon oh the team pog the team that is an a team right that there. is the a team not a a team man yeah um So Dawn's oh. getting a bit upset in the when they find him. He's smashing up the the pain glove. Uh, the pair advanced. I assume this is yeah. Horus and the Emperor advanced, ready for the kill. But Horus recognised the look in his brother's eyes from his time just after the possession on Davin and urgently waved his father back. Dawn mumbled that he'd been freed, that the pulse from the Astronomicon had finally given him enough strength to finally banish the demon. He said that he killed his corrupted bodyguards and retri- retreated to the pain glove to atone for his sins. Um, emphasizing with Dawn, the war master put aside his weapons and advanced, open-handed in friendship to embrace his returned brother. I can only see this going well. <laughs> I think the Dawnian heresy has just ended with basically no major dramas. Um, more wary oh, than Oh, no! The Emperor oh, back, no. and as though compelled by some unexplained rage, kicked aside a fallen tapestry to reveal the brutalized corpse of Conrad Kurz. No! The fallen angel. comic relief! The clown! The clown is dead. The clown is dead. Long live the clown. With the deception revealed, Dawn raised the broken standard pole and plunged it deep into Horace's chest. The warmaster died, never realizing that he had been betrayed a second time. Damn. Damn, this Horace got some... Goddamn weak reflexes, man. Yeah. He didn't win about a single battle in this heresy. Um, the Emperor leapt at dawn. The room had seen the deaths of his two sons, uh, and he hardened his heart to cause to cause a third. Dawn, though he had been endowed with all the gifts of Varuna's powers, and was a match for even the master of mankind. The two battled for what seemed like an age, but when the Mournival, led by Captain Abaddon, reached the devastated site of the battle, they found both of them broken, burned, and shattered beyond all aid. Dawn's heresy had been ended, but doing so had claimed the Emperor's mortal life. 
All that remained was an echo of his spirit that was bound to be astronomical. It bade Abaddon to reclaim the bodies of the emperor and his loyal sons and to reunite the physical shell of what remained of his mortal soul. Immortal soul. They fought their way off ship with cold fury, and after that, the phalanx under the command of Sigismund. <laughs> oh, whoops. I haven't seen much of Sigismund. Uh, maybe maybe Sigismund's an awful fighter. In this. <laughs> maybe he's just the worst. Uh, so he stayed on the phalanx. Stayed in orbit just long enough to collect the remaining Imperial fists. Um, they scattered. Um, I assume the Dark Angel fleet turned from its Terran course, and even the blood-crazed berserkers of the Space Wolves faltered before falling to fighting amongst themselves. Nice. That was that was always the plan with the Cabal, wasn't it? Let Chaos win. Self-destruct. So the Dark Angels and the Space Wolves didn't even get to Terra. <laughs> yeah, dude, that's kind of what... <laughs> So what's, that's what's going to happen in um, the siege. At least it was in the old law. It was like, uh, sorry, go on. I mean, I'm I'm just realizing that a bunch of legions didn't even make an appearance. The Alpha Legion was not referenced a single time. Yeah, man. Bye bye. It's not an Alpha Legion book. Finally, <laughs> finally. Um, yeah, I think in the old law, the Ultramarines are like. And the Ultramarines and the Dark Angels are like a matter of hours from Terra. I think they're in the Soul System, basically. That's why Horus drops the shields. But that may well change in the new law. Um, I'm not sure. But um, hmm. the Ultramarines had, what, like 150,000 guys? Dark Angels have like another sort of sixty to 80,000 guys, I reckon. Um, so they, they could have turned the tide. But in this version, there uh, it's already, it's already over. It's over. So what happens after the heresy? Um, so Great Crusade is obviously over. Gilliman is vibing. Um, the War Master. So that is now Abaddon. Um, Abaddon becomes the leader of the Imperium. I love that. I love that idea. Uh, (laughs) And he makes the Black Templars. I can feel Chapter Master Valrak just (laughs) right now. Just the idea of having having this happen. Abaddon leading the Black Templars. Um, uh, Except for the numerical weakness of the legions of Jonas Astartes at the time, the vast number of threats and enemies they faced, um, Abaddon made the Black Templars the core of an overwhelming force composed as many legions as possible. Uh, the idea was to prevent the legions becoming isolated, both so that they would not be destroyed piecemeal and that they would watch over one another to prevent any further legions falling to Arena's powers. Abaddon also, being intelligent. Let's go, boys. That's it. Yeah, it's, like a re- it's like a reverse of the Codex Astartes. Interesting. Um, so just a big death clump of Astartes, basically, now. Um, There was resistance, uh, especially from legions whose Primarchs had survived. Uh, Yeah, but basically there's hardly anyone left. So he takes command. Um, Mortarion fights Russ. Um... That's there's one thing I don't understand. How is a space marine able to command Primarchs? Is my question because like Abaddon 
in 40k, he doesn't really command the Primarchs. The Primarchs just kind of do whatever the hell they want. So how does he do it in the Imperium? The, the Primarchs would just look at him and be like, um, you're just I a space marine. because <laughs> the Emperor spoke to him in the end. He also says, there's a quote here, Horus huh. was weak, Horus was a fool. He stayed his hand and allowed the Archbetrayer to cripple the Emperor. If he had survived, I would have executed him myself. So he's oh, obviously God. got a lot of bark and a fair amount of bite. Uh, so Abaddon basically becomes Sigismund. Um, traitor legions are basically pushed into the Eye of Terror, as per. Um, uh, he died as he lived, leading the Imperial forces from the front on the world of Uralan in the shadow of a monumental tower. Abaddon was struck down by a huge gold-skinned creature uh, bearing an enormous blade of warp construction. Hmm. 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 It's hmm. either Sigismund in, like, a mirror, or I don't know how much you know about, like, the Sanguinor, because that's very gold. Uh, I know I know a little got, bit about the Sanguinor, not model. that much. He's got a model, and it's very gold. Wait, where in the page are you? I can't find that. Uh, it was at the bottom of the middle of page seven. Oh, you skipped a, an important part. Apparently, Magnus is still alive. Oh, yeah. Fair enough. Yeah. He's just fumbling around in the corner of a galaxy. Yeah, he literally just told Mortarian, go kill Russ. And Mortarian yeah. was like, sure. Uh... Ah! Such was... It's okay, I'm just jumping ahead now. So, <laughs> the Sigismund becomes a Black Legion with the Imperial Fist. Such was the bitterness surrounding the Legion that Sigismund could not expect to command the loyalty of other traitor Primarchs. He could not even prevent elements of his own command from rebelling. <laughs> Alexis Pollux led many of the possessed Marines to their own fate, and the, these bloody-handed butchers showed even the Space Wolves the true meaning of savagery. Uh, I'm assuming... Well, that is an L. That is an L. Is an L. You've broken away. Get another L. L from Alexis Pollux. <laughs> Even in alternate universes, this guy cannot get a win. Um, another group despised the way uh, Sigismund had turned his back on their Primarch. Uh, proudly and defiantly calling themselves the Skions of Dawn, they set about carving a, a reputation by targeting a selected great company, be they loyalist or traitor, and not, re not resting until it had been annihilated to the last Marine. Interesting. Hmm. Uh, is that a thing in the uh, in actual 40k? Is, are there like a scions of Horus that do that? I don't. F maybe, maybe, maybe not. But um, all right, I'm getting production on it. <laughs> yeah, uh, the Imperium slowly pushed the traitors out of their traditional enclaves, and most set up bases on the hellish worlds in or around the Eye of Terror. Okay, each seemed driven to periodically strike out the uh, Crusades. The contagions afflicting Sanguinius and his cadaverous blood angels grew worse over the centuries, and so they have to raid more and further to get all the blood they needed. Um, and basically, you get the Death Company uh, because they sort of they've just slipped too far. Um, Cal Luther has controlled Caliban for a long time. Um, but no one really knows why. What's left of Caliban? You know, the asteroid field. Yeah, the the um, rock. But maybe it's a Yeah, it's alluding to Lionel Johnson still fighting there, or and they can't find him. Um, 
The intentions of other traitor legions, such as the White Scars and Space Wolves, are much clearer. The White Scars now only exist for the thrill of speed, sensation, and battle, while the Space Wolves have submerged themselves wholeheartedly into the worship of Korn. Uh, Lehman Rust disappears in the purging of Fenris, so they break down into warbands. Um, nothing more about the White Scars, to be honest. Um, Vulcan chooses to came to despise the petty excess of the Chaos Gods and their servants. Uh, so they've basically gone full tilt against everyone. Um, so he's just rogue at this point. Okay. Salamanders are formally aligned themselves with uh, an aspect of a warp they call Malau. I don't know if... Oh. Do you know? I don't know who that is. Production. Malau, this is the best chaos uh, god, you know what I'm saying? <laughs> okay. Also, I, no, I can't I find scions of Horus. I don't know what Malau is. is Malau do, do you really not know what Malau is? I don't know. Right. It's, uh, so Malau's. production is getting fired because I'm speaking into your ear and you're not giving me the information <laughs> okay. you need. Chill, chill, chill. Malau from production can clean uh, his Okay, 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 okay. Here, here you go. Malau, aka Malice, is like the fifth chaos god to many people it's supposedly been retconned well not supposedly it has been retconned but it's like just the god of pure chaos essentially like it's okay that's probably give, why it's been give me these notes give me these notes right okay i'm, I'm, I'm we'll giving you this. you want like we'll 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 you cut this and then i'm gonna say my lines you go make me a coffee okay thank you varela from production <laughs> yeah so basically malau I remember now. It's just the, the fifth chaos god. Um, I said milk, two sugars, brother. I'm sorry. No, uh, thank you for explaining that. Um, the actions of the Iron Hands, if anything, are even more bizarre. Other than at Istvan, the Legion has never been seen fighting alongside the forces of chaos. Um, so basically, he just wanted Mars. They they are the Alpha Legion now. Um. Uh-oh. Their objective bearers remain shrouded in mystery as they ignored priceless stores of archaeotech to instead excavate something from deep beneath the mountains of Noctis Labyrinthus. Uh-oh. 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 Oh. Wait, are you seeing the iron hands of their grubby hands on what we think they do? Oh, I lord. They, I, think, I think you're right. Um, after leaving Mars, the iron hands vanished. And were thought lost to history, appearing once or twice in a millennia. Uh, a collation of confirmed sightings, usually from attacks on archaeological excavations of dead worlds, shows a creeping mechanization of a body, replacing flesh with metal. Some iron hands, the so-called rubrics of Paulian, uh, appear to re revel in total mechanization. That's cool. I love that. Like going Necron. That's very cool. Very metal, as they say. Um, they reveal themselves fully during the Gothic War, when the Legion assaulted and spirited away several of the arcane Blackstone fortresses. Um, a being claiming to be Ferris Manus himself led the successful assault. If it was Manus, the fabled liquid metal that covered his sands seemed to envelop his entire body. Oh my god, it's not iron hands anymore, it's iron bodies. Iron bodies. The Mechanicus has never been able to account for what the iron hands excavated from beneath the red sands. But as the frequency of attacks by their legion increases, so does pressure for proper explanation. 
Paris Manus is the Silent King? Question mark. Wait, what? Who knows? Um, to the Galactic East, Gilliman vibed. That's not what it says. Um, to the Galactic East, Gilliman took advantage of the anarchy to further cement his realm. He's just having a great time. This is why yeah, that's pretty been. much just vibe, you know? You could have just kept it. <laughs> yeah. Um, despite strenuous crusades and the insurrectionist actions of the Alpha Legion, size, military, and organizational ability of the Ultramarines and their offshoot successor chapters, disgusting behavior, um, meant that any losses were swiftly reclaimed into the Ultramar fold. Um, this has been changed in recent centuries as wars with its own borders with Xenos races have sapped their prodigious military strength. Uh, the Tyranids arrive um, as judgment from the Emperor, the Ecclesiarchy came. Oh, no. <laughs> sure. Um, although this line of rhetoric has been dropped recently as High Fleets have started attacking into the heart of Segmentum Solar. Is this basically going to be so, what I want for 40k? Is this just everything's going to get eaten? I mean, I, I guess it's still the Tyranids, you know? But but we finally it finally became an Alpha Legion book. <laughs> yeah. Oh, here we go. As dangerous as the incursions from the Tyrans may be, there are only uh, they are only one of the rising threats of the Imperium. After ten thousand years, the traitor legions seem at last to be putting aside their differences. Uh, that chaos should uh, finally follow the tactics dictated by Abaddon of a massed crusade would be a terrible irony. What their intentions uh, would be are unknown. If ruinous powers were to attempt a second assault on Holy Terror. The bloodshed would be truly apocalyptic. And there it goes. That's at least. And then we go into the Index Astartes, which is basically every legion in depth, um, which I, I wish we had time for, but um, it's a massive, very well written document. Uh, and I highly recommend it. will be in the sort of links uh, on Anchor and, and Spotify so you can check it out for yourself. But that is. In a nutshell, the Dornian Heresy, brother. Was it what you expected it to be? I learned yeah. a lot. I mean, for the most part, a lot changed for sure. But you know, certain facts became you know kept being factual. Like <laughs> Abaddon essentially giving the traitors the strategy to actually destroy Holy Terra was pretty funny. Still yeah. failed Abaddon even in success. You know, <laughs> that's right. The Iron Hand's apparently stealing the Dragon of Mars. Yeah, no, you know? well, I mean, that's, like, um, that's cool. It, it's not just, like, oh, it's not just opposite day, you know? It's not like, oh, it's the Iron Hands, but they hate the Mechanicum. It's not, you know, it's not, like, contradictory changes. It's kind of like, okay, what if we explore this part of them to the extreme? Uh, what would happen to them if they went full tilt into this? Which I, I mean, it's really cool. There was one thing that was literally just complete reverse, which was with the Iron Hands as well, which was that they were apparently secretive. <laughs> that didn't yes. make any sense, man. Yeah, well, that's, you know, some stuff changed. Some stuff didn't. Well, there you go. Um, so is there anything you would change for your Dornian heresy? Uh, yeah, the White Scars would probably just create their own Chaos God just for speed, honestly. Like, Weisland-ish, man, you know? <laughs> like, oh, nice. I, I mean, there's so much more to look at, but it kind of looks like, for example, the Ultramarines, like, steal uh, Tau Tech. There's, like, pictures of them here, like, if, like page 41 of them with, like, they're fighting Tau, but they, like, they've, like, 
taken their tech because it works well, which I think is let quite me, cool. Let me look at that. That's. Um, oh yeah, what the heck? They look really cool as well. It's like quite a nice imaginization of what you an, an amalgamation of Imperial and Tal technology would look like. Um, but yeah, I mean that's that is that. Um, we will close the episode off there. Um, uh, Varela, do you want to say thank you? Uh, okay, okay, I'm pulling up the script. Hold up. Uh, this kid, this kid, if his dad didn't own the studio, I'd have fired him a long time ago. Worst intern ever. Uh, uh, oh, here we go, here we go. All right, all right. Here it is. Right, a huge thank you to all the Patreons of this Imperium. Am I too close to the mic? Yeah, it's so close. Okay. I thought you were doing like a funny a skit. Was that deliberate? Yeah, pretty much. Okay. Alright. Uh, anyways, a huge thanks to all Patreons of the Imperium. Uh, we appreciate your, you know, contri- contributions. They help us with buying the books and actually supporting the podcast. And that's that. <laughs> Yes, and um, for, you know, we, we mainly do our Patreon videos at the end of each month. For February, we will do another Patreon piss take where we <gasps> will look at the leaks of the leaks of the Horace Heresy rules and we can give you a bit of an inside scoop as to what's gone on. So if you're not a Patreon yet and you're sort of interested in how all these things work, let me just say there's a lot going on and we can talk about that a little bit on Patreon. So maybe consider signing up. That's all from me and from Varela. I'll see ya. Up the Ukraine. Bye now.